KGO News Talk 810. I'm Edie Sellers. This is a Dr. Bill program, and we're taking a chainsaw to the sacred cow of the, the, at least I am, the sacred cow of the De Young Museum. Am I off my gourd? But I don't like it at all. As much as I appreciate, and I know that we needed a new building, and I'm glad, so glad, we finally have a first-run museum so we can have world-class expositions. Um... It's ugly. Sorry. I just find it really yucky. Ruth in San Francisco, you're on KGO. Good evening. Good evening. I am appalled <laughs> at your giving an opinion yes? on the De Young Museum, having driven past it or seen photos in the Chronicle. Well, I have not had the opportunity this weekend to, to actually go inside. And I like I said, I, I was... I freely admit that I'm sure I'm, I will probably have a different feeling from the inside. But there, there leaves a, a question of if it makes such a bad impression from the outside. It, I mean, that's what architecture is. It's kind of an outside thing. Well, maybe it's your impression of architecture. This, I stood in line to get into the building uh-huh. this past Wednesday, and it was a treat to see the Goldsworthy uh, sculpture. Now, is that inside or outside? It starts on the outside, Uh goes in, and it's wonderful because all you see is a crack in the uh, stone. Really? It is fantastic. The gardens are going to be absolutely exquisite, even not being completed. They are beautiful to look at. So I think you ought to reserve your opinion until you really go and look at the building in the different lights and see how these, it was put together, the niches, how the panels are matched up. Uh-huh. It is just absolutely a wonderful, wonderful experience. But don't you think it kind of stands out from the rest of the architecture from within the, that whole plaza area of the Academy of Sciences and the, the um, 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 aquarium? And the the Japanese tea garden. It well, just... the aquarium isn't there. The Academy right. of Sciences no is in, under construction at this time. Right, but they're not going to. They're not tearing it down, are they? They're they're just a retro. It, it is gone. Yeah, I mean there might be some uh, groundwork there. But right, right. The building is gone, and I really think that you ought to reserve your opinion until you just go and study the building and look at the. It's going to, and whether it turns green, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. copper oxidizing. Right. And we've had this on buildings for years and years, and you don't see spoutings falling down or uh, roofs falling off. So you, you don't think that it looks like a great big brown box? I don't care what it looks. And you're okay with the tower, that I, inverted triangle tower the thingy? Tire, that tower is, when you go into it, and you can do a 360-degree view. Yeah. It is. It would be the most wonderful place to have a party. <laughs> and I'd like to be one of the first on that list <laughs> if they ever put one up. Well, if I ever hold a party there, Ruth, I will invite you. And and you know what, I, Ruth, I promise you this. I'm going to go probably this week just simply because I've been too busy this weekend getting ready for this show and I also had an overnight show a couple of days ago so I have and that screws off screws up my my body 
o'clock, so I can't get up in the morning because I've been you know, awake until 7 a.m. But I promise you, Ruth, I'm going to go inside, and I will report back. I may not be able to mention it on KGO, but I will go to my blog at www.throwslikeagirl.net, throwslikeagirl.net, and I will report back on whether I've changed my mind. But right now, I'm pretty firm in my belief that I don't like the way it looks outside. Do you agree with Ruth? Am I just seeing this in the wrong perspective? You know, having just seen it from the outside, stopped taking a look at it and went, do I really, or, 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 because this was a very controversial building from when it went up from the very, very, very beginning. And I'm wondering if I'm the only one who gets the sense that it just, it just, it, it, it don't fit in, babies. It just don't fit in. AGO News Talk 810. I am Edie Sellers. This is the Dr. Bill Wattenberg program. Jack in Emeryville, you're on KGO with Edie Sellers. I agree with your opinion of the building. To me, it looks like something out of Blade Runner or a comic strip. <laughs> I w- almost want to say when I walk through the ret- to enter into the front doors, I want to say, Gort, Veronica, Nick, too. <laughs> it is the most elitist piece of asinine monstrosity I have ever seen. Oh, well, see. I can see. give you many examples of excellent what I consider, because I'm a revivalist. Right. I believe buildings, buildings in stone is much more of a work of art because it takes a lot more conceptability to right. stone than it does I'm a with you. monolithic glass flying saucer. Right. Now, did you have you been inside? No, I haven't. I saw pictures of the inside. Some of the, some of the art, the galleries inside, look sort of like the old young. And frankly, I like the uh, art deco of the old young, and I'm going to miss the old young. Yeah. Because of this monstrosity, this Orwellian... I don't know what to call it. It's, oh, Future Shock. How's that for a name? <laughs> That's a very good name, Jack. Thank you for your call. Well, see, okay, now I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who thinks that this is, and he's got far better adjectives than I do. You have put me in my place in the adjective war. Because monstrosity, yes. Futuristic, yes. Flying saucer, yes. These architects, they seem to be, think, it, it almost seems like everybody believes that controversy in architecture means good. It's kind of like, like everybody's trying to make buildings like the Osbournes. The more dysfunctional it is, the more fun it's to look at. And I don't agree. I think buildings ought to look like buildings. Not like, you know, uh, uh, big brown boxes with, you know, big towers sticking out of them. Controversy does not equal good when it comes to architecture. Some things just need to be made into a building. We've got a lot of emails, and you can email me at kgo.com. Judy from North Bend, Oregon says, Edie, you surely know that it's desirable for copper to turn green. It's called patina, and it looks just fine. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to have an entire building turn green and that's what's going to happen with the de young museum and i don't know that that's going to look any better maybe it'll improve it i don't know george from red bluff says what's with the gun turret on top <laughs> yeah yeah you could put snipers up there and the place will be safe <laughs> anti-terrorism at, at work right now yeah george w bush the war on terrorism starts with the gun turret on top of the de young museum paul from salinas says honestly to me 
It looks like a photo of a prison. What were they thinking? I suppose if you're looking for contrast, it works on that level. But come on. I've not been there myself, but from the pictures I've seen online, it doesn't make sense for San Francisco. It may look great from within looking out, but that's, that's another story when you're looking outside, looking from the outside in. Yeah. It doesn't make me say, ooh, want to go inside that building, or ooh, that looks like a museum. It's, I say, ooh, it looks like a place where they do, you know, uh, federal clearing of checks with no windows and stuff. I feel like you walk, it, it looks like a place where if you walk through the door, you should be in the opening sequences of Get Smart, where they have to do retinal scans and doors close behind you. It doesn't, it's not inviting to me. It's not pretty to me. It's not something that could stand for a hundred years and someone will look back and go, oh, the De Young Museum, it's such a jewel of San Francisco. It's future tenement building for, all I, for what I can tell on the outside. I have not been inside. Inside will be very different, I'm sure. I would like to know what you think of the, De Young, the new De Young building. David in San Francisco, you're on KGO. Yeah, hi, Dee Dee. Hi. I uh, appreciate you taking the call. The, uh, there are a couple of different points that I'd like to make. The first is uh, this green color that it turns is uh, copper oxide. It's copper rust. Right. And it, it, it's poisonous. And it's one thing to think about a, a simple, uh, uh, you know, statue that just gets covered. It's only, uh, you know, six foot tall or something like right. that. But when you're talking about hundreds of square feet, and then it's thin copper, and it's thin copper cut with, with holes in it, mm-hmm. that means that every, every, almost every uh, portion of it is going to rust at a fairly quick pace. Mm-hmm. And with about 40-mile-an-hour winds like we've got, storms and then salty storms, uh, we're going to have that rust, and that stuff is going to blow all over the park. And there's no reason to imagine that uh, a planning board that had any common sense about it would have allowed that much copper to be put dead center in the top of the hill of the Golden Gate uh, Park and then all of that poisonous uh, dust is going to wash downstream and and poison all the critters in the park. So That's really interesting. Do you, do you know if they actually treated the copper so that it won't turn green? Oh, I don't think there's it's possible to do that. And uh-huh. I, if I remember right, and as one of the first callers said, they expect it to. So they've essentially planned this poisoning of the park. Now, that's the first part. The second part, there's a book that uh, came out in the 60s. It's called The Grand Acquisitors, mm-hmm. and just like you would acquire, A-Q-U, uh, Acquisitors. Right. So uh, this book is about uh, the frauds that go on with, with art museums. So essentially, art collectors will buy a famous painting if they uh, would have to pay for the storage of it, if they would pay for the insurance of it, if they would pay for the, the special costs involved in a, in a $60 million artwork, mm-hmm. they would have to pay a lot of money every year. Right. But if they loan it to a nonprofit or they loan it to a county, then all of a sudden the county has to pay for all of those special costs. Right. And when it gets hanging on a wall, then it appreciates in price. And when they decide to turn around and sell it, the taxpayer pays for the appreciation in price, and uh, the taxpayer essentially gets nothing out of the, the resale of the, the new artwork. Right. So The Grand Acquisitors is a really great book. The third part is the fraud involved in the design of that building. Uh-huh. They, they, when they put that together, they sent it to the planning board about six or eight years ago, and they said that it was only going to be 40 or 45 feet tall. 
the night before they brought it to the planning board, they all of a sudden added that tower in, said it was going to be 160 feet tall, and they didn't tell the planning board. They voted for it, and then only after the meeting did they discover that they had gotten snookered. Well, this is during Willie Brown's planning board days, and mm -hmm. they didn't do anything about it. So, uh, essentially, this has been a fraud that was dumped on San Francisco. Oh, I remember the fourth part. The fourth part is <laughs> okay. the, the museum's board had uh, been studying what to do, where to really put the new de Young. Uh -huh. they, they had the option of putting it in the park, but the, the, the studies that they had paid, and they had paid many millions of dollars to study how much, to, to really where was the best place to put it, San Francisco gets 20 million uh, tourists a year. Right, it certainly and does. And every one of the studies said, put it downtown. Nobody is going to come all the way out into the park. If you want to get your best tourists, if you want to get uh, all of the school kids, if you want to get the, the best return for a museum, you put it downtown. They decided not to do it. They know that it will not be... Oh, oh unfortunately, it sounds like we lost you, and that was a very interesting call. Thank you, David. I didn't know a lot of these things, and it just it, it, it reinforces more as to why this whole building, I mean, granted, I'm just talking about the architecture. I'm just talking about it purely from a period sense of standing outside and going, this is not what I call a great building. But uh, I will definitely pick up that book. Yeah, I, you know, I think this young controversy thing is going to go on for many, 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 many years. Granted, you know, there were a lot of buildings that were not real popular when they were built as well. The the Coit Tower was not real popular when it was built. Um, the Transamerica building, gosh, only in the last two or three years has my fourth generation mother, San Franciscan mother, fourth generation San Franciscan mother, said that, eh, okay, I'll accept the Transamerica building. There are a lot of people that still don't like the Transamerica building. And those were, quote-unquote, bold pieces of architecture for their day. I just don't see this one holding up for a hundred years. Certainly not as tastes change, and they will inevitably do so. An email from David in San Diego, who, it's hard to, 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 to read this on the air, but he does say that he used to work for iMagnon in San Francisco in, in, in Union Square, and also in, on Wilshire Boulevard in L.A. And one of the buildings down there, he says, uh, the I-Magnon down there, has a copper top, like the copper walls and everything else on the de Young. And he says, there are a few great buildings in L.A., and this is one of them. So, I mean, I'm nothing against the, the green thing. I just, all green? <laughs> um, the whole thing? All the way up to its 100-and-some-odd-foot tower, gun turret, upside-down triangle thingy? Eh, I don't know. Mark, in Arinda, you're on, uh, you're on KGO. Hi, Edie. Hi, Mark. I'm glad you took my call. I'm glad you called. Thank you. I, uh, I worked on the, uh, the project. Uh -huh. And um, uh, from the very beginning, because of its uh, controversial design, I thought it was going to be a, a difficult uh, uh, goal to meet, and I was very excited about um, having seen it one time. And my my thoughts of of what I thought was going to be a disappointing um, conclusion started to change. And uh, then I went to go see it uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I approached it from 
the other side through the construction. Okay. And we did uh, presentation drawings of it, and we did uh, studies of the um, the weathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is it anticipated that it's supposed to turn green all over? Not green all over. Let me let me tell you a couple of things, and maybe I won't be able to get into. My basic opinion is I think it's a, it's a beautiful execution of um, of what was intended, and that it will it will grow on people very much. And it's a it's an intellectual exercise as well as a um, a high piece of art, and it does fall into that. Uh, that area of art where I I have problems with also where uh, there's an elite group which are uh, making uh, decisions on what is art and what is not. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, it is not designed to go all green. There's a, a dimpling process which uh, is a metaphor. The execution and impression of the metaphor was uh, wind blowing through trees and the shadows cast upon um, on the on the ground. Right, now, that's what I've heard. Is that it's supposed to emulate the idea of, of sunlight through trees? Exactly. Right. And if if it's a little hard to see, but you can see it, um, the the weathering will will take away that that greater impression. But underneath the cantilever, which is a colossal structure, I mean, um, in itself, you'll be able to see the that that notion. That aside, which I think is really a, a beautiful idea, and the whole twisting of the of the tower, and uh, nobody's going to really appreciate this, is wind related, and there there was there was reasons for everything that was happening with the building. Uh-huh. The way it was executed, of course, was high modern architecture, and that again is not really accessible. Um, as the old yeah, one. and that's and thank you for your call. Yeah, that's kind of my issue with modern architecture. I mean, you look at things like I'm pointing it up again, the um, Marriott building, the Marriott Hotel downtown, the jukebox. Or now, don't get me wrong. The um, I actually really, really like the MoMA in San Francisco, but some people call it the Lamprey Building because it looks like a great big suckerfish sticking out of it. The high art and architecture that seems to be almost on a conceptual level that takes time to get used to. And why is it okay to build a building that takes time to get used to? Shouldn't a building make a first impression? I mean, what's isn't that the old phrase? You know, never get a second chance to make a first impression. Isn't the first impression the really important impression? The kind of impression that as a tourist, you don't get a chance for it to quote-unquote grow on you. And I, I have my, my real doubts whether this is going to be something that we're going to look at in, you know, 50 years, 100 years. I mean, the de Young Museum was around for almost 100 years. I just don't think that in 100 years we're going to look at it and say, wow, I'm so glad we built it that way. I think that it's going to be, you know, an interesting place we're all going to want to go into just to kind of see it the way that people look at car accidents, I think. <laughs> this was a privately funded project as opposed to a publicly funded project. Now, there was some oversight from the, we had a a caller earlier who explained how it kind of all got shuttled through, at least in his opinion, it got kind of shuttled through at the last minute with the the tower being added. But this is what happens when you have privately funded projects, when the city, because the young came up, I believe, twice for a bond issue, and the residents of San Francisco would not pay for it. And so they went and did it themselves. And when you have private funds, uh, you're going to have a private taste. And this is definitely a very, very eclectic 
taste for a building. Oh, that was a fun hour.